0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, let's have some fun today. Andrew Filippone, Chris Muller, Donnie Football. I Did I Pitt. hear Lewis Riddick laugh there? I think the Pit fans are going to have to start calling him Benedict Riddick.
0: Oh no! Don't please don't do this to start. If he gets Turncoat. wind of it, we're in deep trouble. It's all
1: right. We're having fun. Of all the people to come out and say, yeah. I dump Kenny for Justin Fields. It's the guy on national television who wears his uh, pit colors, his H2P, as proudly and as loudly as anybody.
0: He does, and even he's
1: doing it. This thing has become a full-blown, at least for the national media, the Steelers Justin Fields thing. It's at a fever pitch. It's hysteria mode. They started the show on ESPN this morning. I know this because. It was another personal training day for yours
0: truly. Well, how'd that go? Not great. What happened? I just hit a wall. You you're only like what five sessions in?
1: No, a little bit more than that. But it's been derailed. Like I couldn't go on Sunday because I wasn't feeling well. So um, it's hard for me to get into rhythm. You think your trainer's judging you? Uh, Maybe privately or quietly. Very encouraging.
0: While well, it's happening, well, yeah, they've got to be encouraging while it's happening. Yes, that's the whole point of being a personal trainer. Correct, that you're, you're, you're motivating somebody. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: They're not demotivators. So you're already. I know what I look like, and it can't be good. And he's got a laptop where he's taking notes. I mean, oh. I don't even want to look at the notes. <laughs> he's just writing
0: LOL over and over again. You're doing great. Keep he it is up. Effed. He's like Chubbs Peterson at the driving range with the woman who can't hit the ball. That's great. That's great. Just like
1: that, but let me just
0: explain
1: what it started and where it ended today on ESPN. First graphic: While Lewis Riddick, so many Pitt fans are gonna have to chime in on this, Lewis Riddick turns coat. He abandons Pickett for Fields. He did what I've essentially done, but it means a lot more when someone that is a proud Pitt alum, who they invite back for functions and roll out, is one of their distinguished football alums when he does it.
0: Yeah, there are people who actually believe your love of Kenny was an a, elaborate Syracuse ploy to gas up a pit guy you never actually believed State. in. They thought Deep they State thought it pony. was a, a pony psyop on pit fans. Uh, the first question this morning for those guys
1: was a simple one. You just heard the answer. Would Fields be a good fit for the Steelers? Yes. Let's debate and discuss it. By the end of the conversation, this was the graphic. Does Justin Fields make the Steelers Super Bowl contenders? Boy, they uh That's what they're doing with it. They're going
2: hog wild. They
1: move fast there. There's no there's no helmet, there's no safety harness. They're going extreme with this Fields thing. And I mean, it's it's super interesting. I mean, we can Obviously, we'll at some point bring into the conversation the fact that what's also happened in the last 24 hours is here comes the local Steelers media to do everything they can to just shoot this down. To scold us. And just end it and try to nip it in the bud and pretend, or not pretend, but uh, act like this is never going to happen and it's a pipe dream and all those things. Okay. So local media poo-poos it. National media taking that apparatus that blows air out that you put next to the fireplace. A bellow. A bellow. B- a bellow, I think. That's Brian Bellows. Remember him? I oh, think.
0: I do. There's a very infamous video. Brian Trottier had much uh, Ke- to say about Kevin him. Kevin Stevens had the most to say about Brian Bellows. Um But no, that's what they're I, yeah. doing. They're going...
1: <laughs> 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 and I'm not, they're all over it. Yeah, like, I'm... I like having... I like having fun at times, entertaining and thought-provoking conversations about things. We clearly have an unsettled quarterback situation, and someone who we know Mike Tomlin likes is available, and so I'm all for debating and discussing
0: whether or not we think it would work. There's something right away that Lewis Riddick said, and I'm going to keep today's let's have a fun day in mind, and I'm going to try to use as few stats and facts as possible this has got a. You have a fun day. That means you are supposed to be just firing from the hip. Uh the leading passer in the league, just this year, and by yardage. I am going off Pro Football Tua. Reference. No, 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 no. no. I am talking uh, here. Hear me out. I am on Pro Football Reference because it's the easiest place to find a chart for this leading yardage guy in terms of specifically play action passing plays this year. Who do you think it is? He's got the most attempts on play action this past season, and he threw for the most yardage. That's all they give you: are attempts and yardage on play action type plays just if you had to guess purdy no he is seventh jared goff 151 times he threw for almost 1450 yards Mm -hmm. okay there's only a handful of guys that are even above a thousand yards two is number two geno smith is number three jordan love cj stroud and stafford all right those guys all averaging roughly like 10 yards per attempt when they throw one that's pretty good, right? You would think that's league leading type stuff in yards per attempt. So I scroll and I scroll and I scroll. Here's Justin Fields, 24th in the league in pass yardage, 534 yards on 73 attempts. When they did it, it didn't really work that well. The yardage is not that impressive and especially not that impressive when you consider the number of attempts. Just for comparison's sake, our pal Kenny, Kenneth Shane Pickett, 46 play-action attempts, 352 yards. If anything, he was slightly more efficient. Barely. So I understand why Lewis Riddick would say, well, a play-action-based offense that wants to run the ball is catnip for Justin Fields. It will work perfectly. But I think they wanted to try to run the ball in Chicago this year and hit play-action shots. And let's be honest, the numbers don't lie. It was more a disaster than not. So that is the only fact I plan on bringing to the table today, Pony. But I just wanted you to chew on that one at the start. So is that like, now that you're armed with
1: this information, are you feeling a little bit worse about this zany idea, this crazy idea to make this quarterback trade? No, not worse. Not worse, but dump like... Dump Kenny Pickett and you know take what it a feels flyer like? on a guy who's a extremely good athlete and... Top drawer athlete with underperforming Incredible stats. tools?
0: No, it doesn't make me feel worse, but I, it's like a grain of salt thing. You can always throw in the idea that Getsy's offense just wasn't a good offense and not all play action is created equal. And that's probably true. In fact, if you have a crappy route tree, a crappy route concept behind a play action fake, it's not going to work as well as a really good one. That's why Purdy's up near the top. That's why Goff, who's working for one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, is number one in the league. But it did sort of give me pause. I think when you see a guy with his skill set, you see the wheels that he's got. You know what he's capable of in the open field. You know what Arthur Smith wants. I do think it's easy, and Riddick has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, and he watches way more film than I do. But it is interesting when you actually go and try to find the numbers on this that it really wasn't that good for them. Donnie, do you think that
1: Riddick's reaction to this potential trade is a thing that's happening among Steelers fans, especially ones that have loyalties to Pitt like, Yeah, we love this guy at Pitt and we really wanted him to play well and we've been a fan of him and we're still a fan of him, but damn it all, this Fields is so intriguing that even though I still kind of believe in Kenny, I will, on Valentine's Day, I will dump him for the prospect of what Justin Fields has to offer. I mean, Lewis Riddick is about as big of a Pitt fan as you can find.
3: And he's willing to say this on TV this morning, yes. So I'm I'm surprised to hear that from him. Like he's he's a, an alum of the school, but I, I'm going to be honest, it really depends on how strong the fandom of Pitt is because I, I've noticed that there will be people who have a much stronger fandom of Pitt football than the Steelers, and sometimes it's vice versa. Like I'm a much much stronger fandom in Steelers than I am with Pitt. Like I'm a Pitt fan. But I don't live and die by their wins and losses. It's the head has
1: conquered the heart of Lewis Riddick here. The heart is so gung ho for
0: Kenny. It. He can do it, you've got to just put but him in the face. the analytical situation.
1: guy that still strives to be a GM
0: did not, w-
1: did not want to say on TV today that he still would prefer Kenny. Over fields, probably because he thinks the people in the GM business would be like, "What drugs are you on?" I I would,
3: I would also say, like most of the people just on Twitter. Let's say, for example, which is never a good gauge of things. But please, the bathroom
0: stall of the internet. But like
3: you'll, you'll see the like the Panther logo in the. In the avatar, H2P you'll see in the the whatever. Picture of Marino. Like, those are going to be the ones that say, don't do this. Fields is a loser. He went to Ohio State. None of those guys are ever good. They're just avoiding what C.J. Stroud did this year. They're on that side. Like, then there's others, like, who, yeah, we wanted to see Kenny Pickett do well. But the idea, that the prospect of... Justin Fields right now looks more enticing. I mean, a a lot of things look more enticing right now. Let's be honest.
0: I think there's one... I'll I'll say this next coming up. I think there's one obvious reason that we haven't said in so many words. One reason why specifically a guy like Lewis Riddick Pony would feel the way he does about this. I think there's one clear-cut reason that I'll explain next. I do not think
3: this is great for Justin Fields' career. I think he needs an offensive head coach. A sensibility that is offensive-leaning. The Bears
0: and the Steelers, there's an argument, are the two most defensive-driven
3: brands in the league. I mean, the Bears have never had an elite quarterback, and the franchise is over 100 years old. And the Steelers' past five seasons,
0: their best offense has been 23rd. Even when they had Bradshaw in the
1: 70s, it was about the defense steel curtain. So Colin Cowherd even talking about the Justin Fields to the Steelers rumors. He doesn't like it. He doesn't think it's a fit. Compelling argument?
0: I think that Colin says something that's always in the back of my mind, certainly when it comes to the Steelers and quarterbacks right now. I understand they were an offensive franchise when Roethlisberger was in his physical prime uh, and then in his sort of mental prime at the position, but they almost had no choice to be. They definitely don't have a reputation for being a, a great offensive visionary franchise. Like, not even to use Andy Reid here, say Ben Johnson was somebody's head coach somewhere, you'd automatically guess that Justin Fields would do better in that setting because Ben Johnson looks like a guy who can do a lot. To go back to Lewis Riddick, who opened this by admitting he would leave Kenny Pickett for Justin Fields, a pit man committing pit treason here. Uh, Lewis Riddick does want to be a GM someday. He gets interviews to be a GM, so it's not a pipe dream. I do think there's one reason why he and anybody that actually is a GM would clearly want fields. It's something that we haven't said yet. Those guys have to assemble a roster that they believe can win a title. There's only so much money to go around, so you have to take some risks. In taking risks, you're going to probably make a mistake here and there and have a guy who's in your starting lineup because he has to be that isn't that good. Players with Justin Fields' basic talent level, in theory, give you more swings and misses down the line. Look at Mahomes this year. That's the obvious extreme example, but wouldn't you agree? They can have some guys on like their roster who are going to have to play in every game who don't have to be great because the quarterback bails them out. You can, can spackle over a lot. You can spackle Patrick over Mahomes. a lot. You can afford to make mistakes. You have margin for error. You know who didn't really have much this year? Granted, his system helps. The system they run helps. But who has a harder job to build a championship contender? Brett Veach or John Lynch? I would argue Lynch does. Yeah, because
1: he's going to have way more play above his head, but he's not a great quarterback who makes everyone around him. better. They have
0: what? At least not yet. They have how many All Pro caliber guys? Uh, The safety that went down, uh, Puffanga. Puffanga, he's an All Pro guy. Troy Junior. They have Greenlaw's basically like all pro-capable. Bosa is one. Fred Warner is. Armstead's really good. Right. They have Javon Hargrave, who's great. That's like five or six huge names on your defense that you have to have. You have Trent Williams, the best tackle in the league that they swung a deal for. They had to trade for McCaffrey.
1: Receivers are really good. Samuel's one of a kind. McCaffrey's a stud. Kittle's one of the best tight ends. You've
0: got to do a lot more good, consistent work if you don't have that quarterback that you think can bail you out of a lot of situations. Josh Allen would be the same kind of situation. All right, here is Will and Apollo with us. Hello, Will. Hey, how's it going, guys? Will, great to talk Um, to you. What do you got for us?
4: I think that we should not worry about Justin Fields. And I'm honestly an Ohio State fan, but I don't think he'll be a good fit for our offense at all. And, uh, you know, if we're being realistic here, this is the Steelers we're talking about. They're not going to move off at Kenny anytime soon until this is done and over with. They want to see what he got. And I don't think they're going to. I used to the hey, Will,
0: I'm, I'm asking you now, because I, I think that's still more likely than not that you're right. The Steelers are going to at least give Kenny this full season, and that's their that's been their intent all along. Will, an Ohio State fan who doesn't want fields, but also is a Steelers fan, do you want to see the Steelers give Kenny Pickett this year to see what he's got? Do you think that's good business by them?
4: Um, I think it's okay. But, see, I have a, another plan. I, I'd like Jordan Travis. I think he's really underrated right now because of his injury, but I don't think that should be something that should make him be overlooked. All right, so you like a a guy that had a
1: debilitating leg injury in the late rounds more than a quarterback who played for your favorite team in college, who has a 1,000-yard rushing season and has, by far, it's not even close. Fields, in terms of physical tools, is a 9 or a 10 out of 10, and Travis might be a 5 if we're being nice to him. Especially I think he's a little
4: bit more than that. That's my opinion. But to me, I think that he's just too unpolished, and the Steelers don't really do a good job of developing quarterbacks. All right, I'll
1: respect that. Look, if that's what you want to say, like he is a there's a lot of clay there, and you got to mold the hell out of it. And this isn't the scene from Ghost where the ghost is coming in and helping you at that. Was that a pottery wheel? Pottery wheel that was very erotic. They don't have uh, that kind of setup here. All right. I mean, Arthur Smith's offense is designed for the mobile quarterback. So if a quarterback like Justin Fields doesn't fit in his offense, I don't really know who does. He had like a generic brand version of that in Tannehill that year in Tennessee. And Here's results question. were good, not great. I mean, he threw more than 30 touchdowns and led the league in passer rating one year. Yes, Chris?
0: Who's? Uh, this is more of a thought question for you, a very quick one before we go to the phones again. Do you think offensive coordinators, good ones, learn from what does and doesn't work and actually get better? Like or do you think that they're sort of monoliths? Like, I think
1: some guys have a system and they're stubborn about it and other guys do
0: adjust it adjust it evolving at times. So do you think what do you think Arthur Smith is? Because I'd read a big piece on Kyle Shanahan before the Super Bowl that said the irony of, of it being called the Shanahan offense is he doesn't even run it anymore. Like the things that are the hallmarks of his offense that's spread around the league. Yep. Do you think Arthur Smith, based on the results we've seen, is a guy who will tailor What he does to people and try to change and and get better, or it's this is my offense, this is what we do. Probably more the latter, but I'm sure, like, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think
1: he tried to run his quote unquote offense when he had Matt Ryan as his quarterback because he couldn't, the dude couldn't move, and the results weren't very good. Steve is on the fan. Hello, Steve.
2: Hey, guys. All right, I'm I'm a Pitt fan. Yeah, I'm a Kenny fan, but more than Kenny deserving. a third year, you know, without the worst offensive coordinator in football history—not just NFL history, but football history—I think the pick deserves another chance. I mean, you can't just throw away first-round picks after two years. And I mean, I, that, that sets though? you back. Why not though? Like Artie Burns did, was so, did it work
1: out
0: for, did Artie, it work out for uh, the Cardinals. No. What about the Niners with Trey Lance? I'm, yeah, how about that one?
2: I mean, come on, they, they they found a guy in the seventh round, like no. But I mean, Chris's that, point that was they didn't they didn't
1: just play Lance because of where they drafted him and what they gave up to get him. I mean, you would have you thought it was smart for the Steelers to keep playing Devin Bush because of where they drafted him and what they gave up to do. No,
2: it? but but I mean, they gave him how long to try and what,
4: figure what out. Was that smart? I mean, it, but it, probably not, but it's okay. a pick. I mean, you can't just throw that away. Yes, you can. The Steelers
1: had Huey Richardson, and Bill Cower came in and cut him immediately. So. If someone can't play, but, they can't play. If you think Kenny can still play, well, then make that argument. But if a guy well, stinks, I, I you do. should give up on him. Okay,
2: that's different. No, no, I do think he can play, and I think with the, the a better coordinator – with an actual NFL coordinator. So you think Riddick's
1: wrong? You think even though he literally, you could cut him open and he bleeds blue and gold, that he's wrong to say Fields is better than than, than Pickett? Just so I hear you right clearly. Right now, yeah. Okay, got it. Thank you, Steve. Has Bostick chimed in on this? He was on the morning show for two weeks. I'd love to hear Pat's take. I'd like to get some truth serum in him. Who would he take, Fields or Kenny? Life on the line is two, his two beautiful kids.
0: That's a good question to put it that way. You put kids on the line, man. You know what I think makes it easier for people who are very stern, ardent believers in Kenny to say no to Fields? Despite all the athletic ability, you haven't seen the actual production match it. The running was spectacular in 2022. His numbers looked better this year than they did and last year. They got better after he came back from injury. They did. They did. And he looks like a guy on, if I were going to say, like, what's his trajectory? I think it's needle is pointed up or arrows pointed slightly up, but if you are somebody like Pat Bostic, it is still easier, I think, to believe in Kenny because you're not comping him to Patrick Mahomes.
1: Mr. Kennedy. All right. Let's do this. We got a Penguins game tonight at home against Florida. They got a rebound from that brutal road trip. They honored Mark andre Fleury. They lost to the flower, and then another lackluster power play performance against Winnipeg doomed them, got off to a rocky start in that game, ended up losing no points on the trip, now come home to play one of the best teams in the NHL. So let's do it all with Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, I got two percentage questions for you. I don't know if you're a numbers guy or a math guy, but let's give this a whirl here. Two numbers percentage questions to start. Number one, on Valentine's Day 2024, percentage chance in your mind the Penguins make the playoffs? 60%. Okay.
5: Okay.
1: Second one, percentage chance, in Tyler Kennedy's mind, the Penguins trade Jake
0: Gensel before the trade deadline? 40%.
5: 40%.
0: All right, Tyler, I've got two just regular questions then that come off of those percentage questions. What's the biggest reason you're at 60% better than 50-50 that the Penguins do make the playoffs? What gives you that, I don't want to say confidence, but that faith that they will do that?
5: Um, I don't think Philadelphia is going to keep playing how they are. I just think someone on their team, one of their star players, Prolob, just got hurt, and he's going to be out a while. Um, so I think they are going to start taking a dive. I think the Penguins are going to, they're going to figure it out. I'm confident they're going to figure it out because they need to, and I think there's going to be some moves at the deadline that's going to help them.
0: hmm All right. What kind of moves? Like, what would you be targeting if you were running the Penguins? If you were Kyle Dubas, what would you be trying to do to help them?
5: Well, I think I'm trying to improve the third and fourth line. Some guys, I think they need one more defenseman. You know, I think they need to get rid of a defenseman. They need to add a solid D-man, a guy that's not going to jump up into the play, a guy who's going to play solid D, you know – Rob Scuderi, Brian Dooman like kind of defenseman.
1: Phil Kessel working out with the Canucks. Good chance they sign him, and he teams up with Rick Tockett again. Your reaction to that, and are you a little disappointed the Penguins didn't kick the wheels on Phil Kessel?
5: <clears throat> well, I'm excited for him. I think uh, you know he's played a long time. He's produced. You know, when you look at his stats last year, they're still. I think he still had 13, 14 goals last year. He didn't play in every game. And, you know, when I think of the Penguins, would I take a 13-goal score right now in the third and fourth line? Yeah, I would. You know, they can can use that scoring right now. Um, And especially with Phil coming here, I think he's got a great relationship with Geno. I think Mike Sullivan knows how to get the most out of him. So I'm I'm surprised they didn't take a – a stab at him just because I, I don't think he's trying to break the bank either. I think he'd come on a, a real cheap deal. I think he just likes to play hockey still.
0: Tyler, another number question for you. Five, number of games Morgan Riley was suspended for hitting Ridley Grieg after that slap shot into the empty net. Your take on the whole situation, what Grieg did, what you thought of it, and the suspension for Riley after what he did.
5: Um, I like when young guys come in and they make, you know, Act like that and like hey I'm here I don't care who you are I'm going to slap it and throw it down your face you know throw it down your throat I like when young guys he's a first year guy trying to make an impact I have nothing wrong with them. him doing that I think it it adds to him staying longer um, the reaction the Riley, the Riley hitting him high I don't think he tried to hit him in the head you know I think it rode up his shoulder and caught him in the head I think I think he got five games right that's a lot especially with his contract he's losing a lot of money so I think he'd want to take that one back but um a reaction was definitely definitely warranted and you know I just don't know if that five games was the right call for it I think it was a mistake I don't think he tried to hurt him um I think it was too much for what he did
1: Penguins playing the Panthers on TNT tonight. That means Paul Bissonette will be involved. When Tyler Kennedy was around Biz 15 years ago, did he project him turning into this huge media star?
5: Um, Maybe a little bit. You know, we used to have, uh, you know, we used to call it like Biz time before practice because Biz loved to go out. And he knew he wasn't playing that much, so he'd go out a lot and the next morning he'd always have stories about what happened the night before. So it was, he was always entertaining. Um, He was a guy that wasn't shy to be around, you know, the veteran guys when he was literally a rookie or a call up, you know, he'd be trying to go for dinner with those guys. He was always well, like he was always outspoken and had his own opinion. So I don't don't think that he wasn't going to get into hockey in that, aspect I'm just surprised how well he's doing and how far he's gone with it because you know where he's seen him three or four years ago to where he is now hanging out with Gretzky those are big steps for him you know but I'm happy for him he's a great guy um i met him last year at the also i saw him at the all-star game last year and it was we had a good conversation and he was just like yeah everyone's just trying to make it after the career you know it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're you're doing something and keeping you know your mind on the right tracks because sometimes after you're done it's it's hard to get your feet uh underneath you and try to figure out your life so i'm happy for him
1: tyler kennedy penguins and and panthers tonight first of a back-to-back it's a big one Tyler, thanks for coming on with us. But I realize that
0: that is a superpower for you, though—the ability to go and dis- and do things like you're describing without actually feeling the tension of how awkward you're being—is just amazing. I I'm jealous of you, and I mean that sincerely.
3: Yeah. See, I I, I feel like I'd be putting the well. I told the you the story on the spot. air the
1: other day, about I think the I said spots. I think I mentioned this on the on the air. I think I did when at Starbucks, she literally said to me, "Hey, how about a tip? How
0: about a tip here?" Oh yeah. I shut that down. Yeah, Larry would have. Man, Larry would have. I shut
1: that down. Caused I spiked that back. I stuffed that like I was uh, a Mecca Okafor back in the day. Watching Pitt, UConn, I, I see. was. Um, but yeah, I just I I'm I'm totally fine in those situations doing that. All right, so we just heard Field Yates. Donnie was the I i, I knew, bring it full circle. Donnie tweeted this this morning that ESPN's first mock has Bo Nix going with the 20th pick. So you got. ESPN saying Bo Nix to the Steelers at 20. And you had CBS Sports, our guy Ryan Wilson, who went to Carnegie Mellon, who we have on the air once a week during draft season, uh, mocking Michael Pinnix to the Steelers. So before we get, like, I don't want to do this now. I don't want to have the conversation yet where we're just inundated with people that saying, well, they're not going to do it. Okay, before we get the, they're not going to do it. Pony, hold on they're
0: not going to do it. Can
1: we just talk about how that option makes us feel? Like if that's if if you're kind of ranking or grading the things that you'd like the Steelers to do at quarterback between now and training camp. Where does using their top pick on a quarterback fall for you? Where 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 does that slot in? Is that one of the better ideas? Is that one of the worst? Is that somewhere in the middle? So one of us can give a sit on the fence take about it. Like, where does that one... Is it? Does it depend on if it's Knicks or Pinnocks in this discussion? Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. if you want to chime in. I'll let you go first, here. Chris. I
0: don't love either of those guys at pick 20 because I already feel like you are... I feel like they are going to be subject to, even if they, especially in Penix's case, because I feel like I've heard him more than Knicks as a second round guy, subject to the quarterback premium where guys who are clearly not the 20th best player in the draft because because of playing quarterback get drafted maybe a round or two earlier or 30 picks earlier than they should. That just would feel like in some ways. Is that your way
1: of kind of tacitly saying that's what happened with Kenny?
0: Yeah, although I think both of these guys are more gifted than Kenny. Really? Yeah, I do. I think Nick's has a way better arm. I think Pennix throws a way better deep ball. Penix, the the big part for me with him would be the injuries are very much there. You cannot ignore them. He's had a clean bill of health for two years, but he is a major, major medical red flag. Uh, I like the way he played, although obviously in the, uh, in the college football championship game, he was horrible. Yeah,
1: but I learned my lesson on that. I'm happy that you just brought that up because Pop got into this with me last night because he wanted to talk about this. If it's good enough for Pop, it's good enough for me. And he said last night he brought up the Pinnock's bad game against uh, Michigan. We all watched it. And I thought, you know what, damn it? I did the same thing with Stroud. Stroud played like garbage against Michigan. Stroud looked like ass against Michigan. And because all of America sits down and watches Ohio State Michigan every year, I saw that and it happened two years in a row. And I like completely docked. Stroud the, for how the, he played against the Michigan defense. And this Michigan defense that Pinnock's played the championship was probably better than the okay. one that
0: Stroud played. Okay, but to make this a one-to-one comparison quickly, we're just talking about one game in the college football playoff. Pinnock's looked great in the first one, really bad in the second one. Stroud, everyone suddenly started to have a different tune on. When Why? When he played well against Georgia. Because he yeah. tore Georgia apart. Yeah, and he they did. probably should have won that game. And it ended up being a harbinger of things to come. He showed stuff he'd never showed. Uh, Knicks... Knicks is weird because, here's the thing, it seems to me like people feel he's a pretty clear, better prospect, safer prospect even, than Penix. I watched Penix beat him twice and yeah. played really well to do it. I know. Like, it's hard for me to shake. I under- I'm not stupid. I understand that college- I know, college but Todd Blackledge pro- also outplayed Dan Marino in a no, game. No, that's and- what I mean. I get it. Like, I understand that college production does not equate to pro prospects- I'm reading, like, the, the Pro Football Network. I got Tony Pauline. Their draft, I like Tony a lot. They're, he, it's not his report. It's one of his writers. A guy named Ian Cummings writing up the Bo Nicks draft scouting report. And granted, they haven't gone through all the machinations here, the, the combine. My God, the positives on this guy make it sound like he's the second coming of Christ. So we but got, then the negatives the negatives are just as extensive. So, it's bizarre. So 60 seconds for all of us before we I get, don't get to want a timeout. I don't want it. I'll just say it now. I don't okay, want them to do this. So thank you for...
3: Giving you that. guys – you guys have three minutes between the two of you. I, I would say no to this as well. But there was something that we, we had Ryan Wilson on, on both yesterday. guys, on Pennix and Knicks? Or? I would say no to both of them at 20. Yeah, I mean the only quarterback – the only quarterbacks I would take is if one of the big three dropped, like had an amazing Jaden Daniels being the, big, the last guy of the big three. Yeah. Uh, but something that, that Ryan Wilson said yesterday, and he's the one that has the Steelers picking Penix. he was the CBS guy – He did point out that, like, he he talked to a handful of, like, front office NFL people, NFL personnel that are worried about the injuries and do think the guy could slide. If he gets around their point in the second round or he falls to them in the second round, let's say, not that I'm saying it'll happen, I think you definitely strike on a guy like that then. Like, you get whoever you want at 20. All right. You, You pick... Your, your tackle, maybe if Powers Johnson's there, at 20, whoever, a, a top corner. But if one of these guys would somehow slip to around pick 50, strike then.
1: All right, Mike Florio going to join us in 15 minutes. We have some uh, breaking NFL news that we'll get into with uh, Mike. We'll do that with him. Steve Wilks has just been fired by the 49ers. So the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, they held – The Chiefs' offense to 19 points in regulation. One touchdown has been shown the door. This is not unprecedented. Steelers fans should know this. Bill Coward did the same exact thing. Super Bowl 30. Ron Earhart was the offensive coordinator. Massive uh, offensive philosophy conflict between the two. If you've ever watched the Super Bowl 30 uh, NFL films video, how many times would you say you've watched it? At least 30. 30? Easily. In my life, yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Maybe more. What? The person who... Let me just no, no, no finish keep the going, story keep, here. Keep going. Keep going. They do. They had that famous onside kick in that game. Cowers on his headset. He's miked up by NFL Films. He's talking to Chan Gailey about going for it. Gailey wasn't even the offensive coordinator yet. He was, I think, the quarterback's coach. Wide receiver's coach. Wide receiver's coach. It completely just, like, leapfrogged his... Top offensive assistant coach. It was over. Um, so they lose. He gets kind of scapegoated. Not really, though. I mean, it was a long time coming. I would say the same thing about Wilkes. They did you know that with Wilkes there in San Francisco, they had a similar situation as we had with Canada, where he kept going out booth, sideline, booth, sideline, like they couldn't figure out what was where was the best place for him. And in a rare moment by Romo of clarity. Do you remember uh, i think it might have been on that last touchdown drive i think it was third down and shanahan called timeout and romo goes "Ooh, he saw the defense that wilkes put out there and he was not happy
0: mm-hmm. he did
1: not like that defense
6: call from mom answer it
7: call silenced
0: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
1: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And they immediately went to Shanahan on the sideline, and he's got the play sheet over his mouth, but you could tell he's just cussing like crazy. He's pissed. That he had to waste a time out there because the uh, play call from yep. defense was so
0: bad. So. I mean, I still think he's pretty the good at his job. They the third defense in the NFL. For I, think sure. I think he's pretty good at his job. Wouldn't mind him being the Steelers defensive. Qu- Why do I even say that? I'm just going to stop but the Carol Terrell sentence.
1: Austin got an extension, Mulsey. But hold on. Just like Mike Munchak's not coming but back because. Uh, it's not even
0: that. It's not even that, Pat man. Because Pat Meyer got an extension. It's not even that. What it is is even if you hired Steve Wilkes. He would be the second-best defensive mind you've hired to your staff in the last couple of years, who also did not have say-so over the defense. It's Mike Tomlin's side of the ball. It's his baby. When Brian Flores was here, he didn't get to run it. Why would Steve Wilkes, also a very smart guy, get to run it? Here is Brody on the fan. Hello, Brody. Hey, how you doing?
1: Hey, man.
2: Uh, I just wanted to talk real quick about the quarterback situation uh, on Pittsburgh here. Um, I just think it'd be a really stupid move to draft a quarterback or even or even get one in free agency because I, I don't want the Steelers to turn into teams like the Browns and the Jets who think it'll fix their whole franchise by changing quarterbacks every couple of years. I think we got to stick with our guy.
1: Right, and what's that going to get him this year, Brody?
2: Uh, I, I I think the firing back Matt Canada and picking up some new weapons in the offseason can help transform his game. I think he's shown flashes of being a great quarterback, and I— I don't think he's really gotten a fair right, opportunity.
0: So, Brody, another question for you before Pony uh, lets you roll here. Did you at all get kind of worried about Pickett's trajectory when Mason Rudolph stepped in basically dead cold and looked better and put up better numbers and more points in his games? Um, I I think uh, w- without Matt Canada's terrible play calling in the only
2: game that Kenny got, he looked absolutely fantastic. But they only scored 16 and, uh, points, man. I, yeah, with two drop touchdown passes.
1: All right, so it, so okay, so Kenny Pickett, in your opinion, Brody, uh, you give him a good coordinator. I'm assuming you think Ar- Arthur
0: Smith is one now.
1: So what is I his... I mean, maybe. Okay, so... so well, Arthur
0: Smith's had an offense two years in Tennessee that was top three in the league. All right,
1: Brody, so then tell me then, like when you think of who Kenny Pickett can still be, compare him to somebody. What do you think is still the upside of having him? Give me an NFL quarterback from... The last few years, or maybe longer than that, who, when you think of Kenny Pickett, you still think, "Hey, Kenny can be this guy."
2: I, I, I really do think Kenny can be like a Russell Wilson kind of guy. I think he's got a great rollout game. Um, I, I think his arm talent can be really good when needed, and I, I think he's he's a pretty good scramble of the ball as well. I just, right. I'd like to see him get more reign to the offense and, like, gotcha. Uh, Thank
0: you. Russell Wilson is better. Oh, Russell Wilson in year three
1: won a Super Bowl. So Russell
0: Wilson, better wheels. That parade we're watching in Kansas arm.
1: City over your left shoulder. Yeah, that could be coming here if he no ends offense. up being I'm Russell not, Wilson. This
0: is not me crucifying Pickett. Russell Wilson, better wheels, better arm. Only third round, round pick, player. very short, five eleven, small king,
1: five eleven. Technically a small king, or you think? No,
0: short king. I think starts at five eight and below.
3: Donnie, I think Chris Dennis? is right. Yeah, I mean Sarah always loves to go with her expertise on this. I always argue five eight. I think she goes with five nine. Now I mean five eleven as an NFL quarterback. Somebody better go tell
0: Steve Smith king. he's a short king. See how he reacts to it at five nine. You think if I
1: told Calvin Austin that he would have kicked my ass? He's so tiny.
0: Jay Glazer, you think you can kick his ass, he's only like no, five. Only if five or I got the first six. punch in.
1: Hey Jay, you're a real short king. Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service. Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider. Wow, this is just really sad. A horrifying scene in Kansas City at the site of their parade. We're no stranger to parades here. Penguins parades in the last 10 years. Steelers Super Bowl parade. 15 years ago, I just saw a clip going viral again of Troy Polamalu when he jumped, I think, off the bus into... uh, the crowd there and was surfing on fans. Uh, Two people taken into custody in Kansas city at the site of the parade, gunfire, multiple people struck by gunfire near chief's parade. They shut the whole thing down. One of my best friends, Nick Wright, FS1 is broadcasting there. They took his show off the air. They're now showing Fox news on FS1. Uh, He's, tweeted that he's safe, which means a lot to me, obviously. And then we also know Justin Watson, the South Fayette grad. And Andrew Stocky from Channel 4 just reported that he spoke with Watson. And uh, Watson told Channel 4 that his family and the players and the players' families who were inside Union Station, I guess, where the shootings took place, are all safe. So
0: one fire official I've seen that's being quoted, eight to ten people injured. Haven't heard anything worse than that. Hope we don't hear anything worse than that. So far, it's just 8 to 10 people injured uh, and two people, like you said, in custody.
1: Obviously, Mike Florio, who joins us right now, Pro Football Talk, his team of reporters and insiders are following this. Mike, I really don't know how to segue out of this. It's just such a horrible, disgusting thing to happen. It what is supposed to be one of the biggest celebrations of the year when a team wins a Super Bowl
8: you know when you think about it on the surface it's shocking it's stunning but when you consider how prevalent these incidents have become in our world in our country it isn't surprising it's only surprising it's taken this long for it to happen at one of these events
0: yeah I don't really have I I would agree with that actually Mike I would agree with that and now I'm not even going to say I'm seeing children are part of the uh, people being treated for this so I'm just going to say that (sighs) and, and move on from it with no further statement pony would you like to yeah, try Mike, a football I'll, question we'll try, here? To do, we'll try to do football here
1: uh we've got Adam Schefter saying that the Steelers and Mike Tomlin specifically is a big fan of Justin Fields I'm sure you've seen that clip and some of the commentary that's trickled down from it just your thoughts Mike on the likelihood or, or possibility of Fields ending up with the Steelers
8: I mean the first question is whether or not the Bears will even move on from him Plenty of people think that the Bears should trade that first overall pick, maximize the return like they did last year, build around fields, let fields continue to develop. You know, I always compare first-round draft picks, all draft picks, really the lottery tickets, and you've got to scratch all the silver metallic paint off before you know whether or not you have a winner or a loser. I think that we still don't know what Justin Fields is going to be, and it's a calculated risk if you trade him to take Caleb Williams, the presumptive number one overall pick, and hope that he'll be as good or better. It adds extra pressure to him without question if you trade Justin Fields that he'll be as good or better than Justin Fields. But when you look at Fields and you look at what the Steelers' current options are, he's clearly better than the options that are already on the team. So if the Bears decide they are going to go all in with a quarterback and they're going to trade Justin Fields, the Steelers would make sense for a destination for them to – to, uh, to to trade him, to Mike, I'm
1: kind of surprised you don't think it's fait accompli that Fields is gone. I, I would think you'd want to have it unquestioned that if you're using the number one pick on your quarterback, he's our guy, he starts day one, that's the way it works, 99.9% of the time, that you think there's the possibility they'd keep both?
8: No, absolutely oh. not. I think they should trade the pick. Oh, okay. I'm one of the ones who think you should trade the pick and get maximum draft picks, get the best possible haul you can, and keep fields and build a team around them. So you him.
1: think that might actually happen?
8: I think that's one of the possibilities, depending upon what kind of offers they get for that first overall pick. They did it last year. They could do it this year, and hell, they could trade with a team and get their first-round pick next year, and they could stink, and the Bears could end up with the first overall pick in the draft for the third straight year.
0: Mike, what about, so we've also seen the Steelers, the mock draft season has officially begun. We, of course, love mock season, and we've seen a couple, I think Field Yates had the Steelers at 20 taking Bo Nix. We've seen them connected to Michael Penix in some of these early mocks from people we like. What would you make of that? Not one of the big three names getting mentioned in the Steelers, digging into that next tier down at quarterback and going with another first round pick only two years after Pickett.
8: I frankly think the Steelers are going to do something at quarterback. They're going to get a veteran. They're not going to roll the dice again with a bottom third of the first round or close to it draft pick and hope that that guy develops. And the reality is, you know, the draft happens weeks after free agency starts. There are multiple options available. I don't know if the Steelers would dig deep enough to pay a guy like Kirk Cousins, but I, I, was talking to some people last week who seemed to be intrigued by the possibility of, of the Steelers making a play for Kirk Cousins. And those people were very close to, if not within the Kirk Cousins camp. So that would be something that the Steelers would do that. But there are multiple veterans that are going to be available, whether by trade or just straight free agency. We'll see that all unfold before we even get – that's why I hate – I don't like mock drafts. I balance out your love of mock drafts by hating them, and I especially hate them before free agency has happened because free agency dramatically changes needs. It creates needs. It also fills needs, and there's no need for mock drafts until after we know what happens in free agency.
1: Mike, if I just heard you write on Cousins, tell me if you think that this is wrong. It sounds to me like you're saying – that Kirk Cousins camp is hoping the Steelers reach out and make an offer to him. I mean, not just because he's like a money, not just because he, you know, more bidders means more money, but because he would think this is like a good place for him.
4: Is that There's fair? There's an
8: acknowledgement that it could happen. The Falcons and the Steelers are the two teams that I think the Cousins camp is keeping an eye on. And we know how it works in Indianapolis coming up in just 12 days. We'll be there for the scouting combine. That's tampering central. Anybody who's going to become a free agent, that's when their agent talks to the teams. It all happens face-to-face. It's basically accepted that that's the way it goes. Then officially the legal tampering period happens a couple of weeks after that. But if the Vikings want Kirk Cousins, I was on KFAN today with Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. And I said, look, if they want this guy, they had better get it done because the longer they wait, The more Cousins is going to be of a mind that what the hell are they waiting for. And if somebody else comes in and makes a big offer, they might not wait for the Vikings to match it. They might just say, see you later, you had your chance.
0: Mike, has any uh, coach, assistant, head coach, or otherwise, gotten more raw deals in the last decade or so than Steve Wilkes?
8: Well, look, he should have been the... Panthers head coach after what he did as the interim coach following the firing of Matt Rule. And the idea that he's basically the scapegoat for the failure of the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, I don't love that. But they apparently think they can find somebody better than Steve Wilkes to run that defense. And and we'll see. You know, it was funny. He uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday about it, and he said I expect him to be back. And just the way he answers, the way he prefaced it, it's like, well, oh, this may be trouble. At least they didn't screw around and, and string him along. They put him out there where he can still try to get a job. But I'm sure there are some teams that are thinking, damn, I wish I have known Steve Wilkes was going to be available. I might have hired him instead of the defensive coordinator I did hire. Yeah, the
1: timing is just brutal for him. That's exactly
8: right, Mike. Uh, he could go somewhere as an assistant head coach. We've seen that happen this year in multiple different places. Where you just kind of wedge that extra person onto the coaching staff, who is an added voice, especially for a young head coach. I don't have the full list of coaches in front of me, but that may be an option. And here's the other thing too: there's no way he signed a one-year contract with the forty nine. ers so he'll get paid for twenty twenty four. Excuse me, even if he doesn't find anything. All right,
1: Mike, we'll talk again next Wednesday. Thank you.
5: Thanks, boy.
0: I think
8: almost every
5: you know, single team so...
0: would be cautious with that, but. I'm also on your side of it to say Super 2 clearly has something to do so with So, like, it.
1: Keller last year threw 194 innings and made 32 starts. So that's about what you do now. You don't do 250 anymore. There's no more like Randy Johnson's or Roger Clemens. So would they be comfortable with him jumping from 120 to to almost
0: 200? No. I and think making every start? No. I think they'd be more comfortable with him doing something closer to Mitch Keller in 2022 innings-wise. one t- 130, actually. To 160. But the only problem with what, what I'm saying here, though, is
1: I know it's not the same level of strain, but if he's pitching at, at AAA, they're still innings. They still count. Right. So so my thing would be back to. Back
0: how many to, minor league innings is it worth burning of that? If there's yeah, a finite number in the tank, which right. there obviously is, if they're probably gonna how shut, many are worth if using? They're
1: probably going to shut him down at some point late in the year. Yeah. Because they don't want him making 30 plus starts. If he's only going to make like twenty to twenty-five, let's say he makes twenty-five. Yep. If he's healthy, I want to make him
0: the twenty-five in Pittsburgh and not, you know, uh, if he's ten as, in Indianapolis right. and fifteen here. If he's as close to a finished product as you're going to get already, which seems to be the consensus opinion on him, is that there's not a ton, if anything, for him to really learn in the minors. I would rather him be eating into those innings here, e- even if that means for the very start of it. He's on. He's on like innings counts in the major leagues in games. You know what I mean? Like even if it means Paul Skeen's only going to go five innings because they're kind of going to baby him, albeit against the best competition. They're gonna yeah keep... strict pitch counts. Fine. I'm. I would rather see that than like I hear he's going seven and two thirds shutout in AAA. Who gives a rat's ass? Get him up here. That's what I would want. That's the best. Mike is also Michael McHenry. Also, in there is is sort of like hinting at you want him to be available to you for a deep run or something like that. Doesn't he offer you, if he's the best pitcher in your organization, doesn't he do the most to help your team right now well, yeah, that's by why, pitching innings for the major league yeah, club? That's why
1: I'm not overly optimistic about the Pirates, not anywhere close, because I just don't see the pitching yet. They went out and they got, he said it, he didn't use the term, they got innings eaters this offseason. Gonzalez can pitch a lot if he's healthy, and Perez can pitch a lot if he's healthy. They, they can take the ball. They you can be to, there every fifth day. You used to day. love
0: guys who would just take that ball every fifth day. Yeah, but you can't have them as two and threes. Well, no, those guys should be... They should be down the line guys. Those guys should be, worst case scenario, you're four and five. But right now... You don't have a guy in your, in your rotation who had an ERA under four last year. That scares me. I, I guess...
1: That's I, why I want to see Skeens sooner rather than later, because they didn't bring in guys that make me think, okay, we can be patient with Skeens and still be a playoff sure, contender there, he doesn't have
0: to. He doesn't have to break through some ceiling where it's just, oh, we can't find any room for him at the end. There's just too many good pitchers. It's the I opposite. I mean, Donnie,
1: if Skeens doesn't show up until June after Memorial Day, are you going to be pissed?
3: I, I'm kind of expecting it to be June. I would be happy if it's before that. I, I've, I've kind of put the... The, the personal timeline for myself, like, when would I be upset if we get past June and the dude still isn't here? Like, I'm thinking, like, an early to mid – because Garrett Cole, I know the team was much better. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole was, I want to say, that first or second week of June.
1: Yeah, I just think they need him so bad, even with the bullpen moves they made. I, I don't see them being a contender without a but big, all their bul- big, big serving and a big uh
0: a, a, a I need help, a lot of Paul Skeens. A heaping helping of Skeens. Yeah. But it's obvious, though. They built that bullpen. When was the last time, by the way, you remember them? I, somebody pointed this out on Twitter a couple days ago, and I took note of it, mental note. Do you see that graphic they put out? Basically, good luck scoring on us on this bullpen. And they had essentially the—I think it was Austin Bechtold. I'll give him credit. He actually said, I love the Pirates announcing basically the entire bullpen now, i.e., like there's no worry about somebody has to make a roster spot They're trying that to make a shark tank. right. That just gives further credence to the idea that it's we want basically everyone not named Mitch Keller to throw us five innings in a given game. Yep. Maybe get us six, and that's house money. And then we're just going to keep rolling this deep bullpen out there. But Everything is telegraphed to it's not going to be skeins when people want it here's to Here's another here.
1: one for McHenry. Now, McHenry knows catching. That was his position. They just went out and signed Yasmani Grandal. We know that uh, Andy Rodriguez is out for the year. So what does that all mean for Henry Davis, the former number one pick?
4: I think the signing of Grandal kind of pushes him back into triple-A. I think if if you think about all the things they did last year with Indy Rodriguez about development, about growth, he needs to learn how to handle a staff. He needs to really refine his skills. I think that's what we're going to start hearing with Henry Davis now. With that being said, he's going to get every opportunity in spring training to show what he can do. And if he comes out and he does his thing, he's been working really hard And he was a 1-1. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we didn't hear much about him not being able to catch when he came into pro ball. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I know his mindset is that he can handle this, and I believe he can.
1: I honestly am am to the point where I want to visibly not get reports, not have Jason Mackey come on and say they think he sucks, not have Greg Brown say, you know, well, I talked to somebody and they don't think he can do it. You picked him number one overall to be a catcher and not be a DH or a right fielder because he's not going to hit for the amount of power that you want to justify taking him there uh, if that's all he is. I want to actually see him fail, and I mean fail miserably, at the major league level at catching. Like, we're all in agreement that this does not seem like the team made the type of moves that suggest the urgency that they have to win right this very second. Sure. So why the heck not? If the ball's going to the backstop, if he can't frame, if pitchers are just it tearing looks like their a little, hair out. If he
0: looks like a Little League World Series That's catcher. what I want
1: to see. And if at that point it looks that bad, well, then you know what, Henry? Go back to AAA and get refined and get more seasoning there, or we'll just have to pivot, and you are going to be something else, and we'll just have to make peace with it that maybe we didn't make the best pick here, maybe. but we're still trying to salvage and get something out of it. I, but can we at least
0: see it not work? I think at the big league level, well, I think that it's so bad that if they're not, if they're all hinting at it, I think you, you were, I know why you want to see proof of concept. I get it, but I think they are telegraphing. We already know it would be a disaster of epic proportions. And you know why it would be in their interest then not to put them out in that position because then they're just going to get killed for picking them there. I saw Travis Sawchick basically say, don't draft catchers in the first round. And if they, get drafted number one overall, you better think you've got like the best hitting catcher ever. And he better be able to play catcher. Davis appears to be a, not the best hitting catcher ever. Definitely not that. Can't play catcher. What did you actually draft? Exactly.
1: I thought they picked him there. Not only because they thought he could catch, which is a premium position, but Hey, he was a great college player. We could get him on a fast track here to be
0: our catcher. It's been pretty much a mess. We we won
1: for three years. With really good catchers, Russell Martin and Francisco Cervelli.
0: It's been a mess. We really
1: though. care about that position. I mean, if if this is true that he's got to go to Triple A, then that is a gross, gross failure by their scouting department because there is no way they would have taken him there if their scout said, "Well, he probably projects as a as a DH or right fielder in the major leagues."
3: I'm I'm fully on Pony's side here. I I think we have to see the guy actually suck in real games no, I at the major leagues I mean t- two two years ago they said that O'Neal Cruz could never play shortstop we have to move him to the outfield we haven't had we haven't heard that conversation I mean, in we, quite some time I
1: think Mackie I had a, a big argument with Mackey a couple now a few years ago now where he's like the idea of playing Brian Reynolds in center field makes no sense and yeah. then he did it for a full season they put Switzky out there last year does that guy look like a natural center fielder to you not exactly screaming Kenny Lofton when I watch him out. He's not he's actually not bad. I actually thought he did a good job out there last year. I understand. Pretty important position center field.
0: I understand why both of you want to see it. I mean, I do too, in a way. I'm just telling you there there is it's highly unlikely to me that you get this sort of miracle situation where it turns out, whoop de doo, they actually let him took the training wheels off and said sink or swim and he starts swimming. I just highly doubt that. More info continues to trickle out of Kansas City. This
1: tragic scene there where there's at least 10 victims in a Super Bowl rally shooting. Uh, Two men are in custody right now. Apparently, according to reports there, there's a third armed person who the authorities there, the police have trapped in between a hotel in Kansas City and I think like a parking garage. So we'll see what happens there. A video has gone viral of... Chiefs fans tackling and mauling one of the suspects here. Just sprinting after the guy, taking him down from behind, and then just pummeling him. Pummeling him until the police could come and finish the job. So, Super sad, obviously, in Pittsburgh. We know about Justin Watson, the South Fayette grad. Uh, He was at the parade. His family was there, too. I know they have a very young child, I think probably uh, less than a year old. And uh, he confirmed Channel 4 that he's okay and his family is okay, which is obviously huge. That's what we want to hear. All right, let's uh, do our best to transition to all access with Aditi. Aditi Kinkabwala from the NFL on CBS. She was at Super Bowl 58. She watched the Chiefs beat the 49ers. So another Super Bowl for Mahomes, Aditi. They've got their quarterback situation figured out. We've been reacting to this Justin Fields thing from Adam Schefter this week and Mike Florio pointed out, he thinks that the Bears, there's a possibility they might actually keep Fields and Draft. Or no, he said they would uh, trade the pick and keep Justin
0: Fields. Could you see that happening?
6: Yes, I could see that happening.
0: Do you think that's likely to happen?
6: I think that they're having a lot of meetings right now. They brought in a new offensive brain trust, essentially, to see what they think. I don't you know, it, it it's sort of funny how I, I'm trying to think of a better cliche because I don't want to, or just not a cliche, but in Chicago, there are people that see so much signs of hope and things that were good. And then there are others that are just ready to write him off as not being it. He doesn't have it take a chance on someone else, even though there's certainly, there's no no brainer. There's no, okay, there's a 100% lock that this is going to work out necessarily. And then here in Pittsburgh, you've got all these people saying, Oh my gosh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Well, if Justin Fields was the be all end all answer and most definitely a future hall of fame quarterback, why would Chicago be willing to move on from him?
1: Who do you think a better fit in Arthur Smith's offense?
6: meaning Justin Fields or Kenny Pickett? Yeah. I think that Arthur Smith is a lot more um, flexible, for lack of a better word, than you're giving him credit for. I think he's, he's far more likely. I think he's in this role and he has this position because he can play to player strength.
1: No doubt. I'm not, I'm not here to debate that point. I'm just asking who you think, based on his offensive philosophy, who would fit better.
6: I, I think Kenny is a great fit. I do. I really, really, really think that this is a really good pairing. And I said that from the very beginning to you. I I just, but again, this is one of those, you know, it it was such a big deal last week, comeback player of the year. And I've been saying all year, with all due respect to Jamar Hamlin, of course, for me, Baker Mayfield was the comeback player of the year because he was so written off. He got into an organization that top down was running away that, He felt was classy, what he wanted. He got into an offense that made a lot of sense. He played around players that were part of the puzzle. And Baker had a great year. And this is a guy that everybody had basically given up on.
1: Well, but he had also set the NFL record for rookie touchdown passes and had taken the Browns to the playoffs. They had beaten the Steelers. And gotten, and they gave up on him after that. So he had proven. I mean, I'm not saying this to denigrate Kenny Pickett, but Baker Mayfield had, Baker Mayfield had done a lot more in the NFL than Pickett has to this point.
6: Yeah, I'm sorry, but Kevin Stefanski is a way better play caller and offensive mind than what Kenny was in for the first two years or year and a half. Well, of would you his say Freddie
1: Kitchens is better and than than that stuff too? Because that's who he put up those numbers with originally before Stefanski got there.
6: I mean, Freddie was running a lot of what Todd Haley had, and you know how I feel about Todd Haley as an offensive mind. Setting aside all the other things, I think for six years that Todd Haley was in Pittsburgh, the things that he did with Le'Veon Bell, with Antonio Brown, with you can sit here and you could say, yes, that's the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, that was a great offensive line. Yes, this is a great wide receiver and a great running back, but you could also argue it the other way, that he got the most out of that wide receiver. He got the most out of that running back that he created something to take advantage of everybody there. I, I mean, mean, are, no you, are, are,
1: are you convinced that like your belief that this is a perfect fit between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback? Do you get a strong sense that that's how the Steelers feel?
6: Definitely. And that's not, Arthur Smith wouldn't have been the guy, wouldn't have gotten the job if they didn't feel that way. And I do think that there are multiple pieces to this puzzle. If they were ready to just give up on Kenny Pickett and move on from Kenny Pickett, I don't know that you're hiring the same person. But Arthur Smith, it fits the philosophy of the way the Steelers organization wants to play offense, also fits the quarterback that the Steelers felt really fit them organizationally, personality-wise, all of that. Fans may be willing to give up on a player. I think there's way, not just I think, I'm sorry. From everything I am told, there is way too much that we are seeing right now that says the organization, which ultimately makes a decision, is not ready to just wash their hands and give up. And that there is a recognition that there weren't enough puzzle pieces that fit the right way that you weren't necessarily setting up this young quarterback to succeed.
0: Do you think that they only that they felt then that they were setting him up to succeed prior to the season and this was just a, a a misread of Matt Canada after the first year with Kenny? Like that it all just it really did all go from we think this is good to we think this is untenable and we're actually gonna pull the ripcord mid season just in the span of yeah, how no, many games no, that I, was?
6: I, I there's not a single person that I talked to in the National Football League other than perhaps Matt Canada's agent to be very fair, that wasn't surprised that Matt Canada was retained this year. And I mean, anybody outside of the Pittsburgh organization. So I don't know that, you know, this is rehashing old stuff at this point though. Shouldn't we see be sitting here moving forward? Aren't you curious? I mean, I saw Najee Harris last week, and we were talking about Arthur Smith. And he was very much, you know, to be fair, skeptical. These guys need action. Words are nice. I can sit here and say, hey, I think you're going to like this guy. I think that he's going to hold these receivers accountable in a way that has frustrated you. I think you're going to see some change. And if Najee's response to me was basically like, okay, sounds good, but let's see. That's very fair. That's really fair. I mean, it's the same exact thing that Tua said about Mike McDaniel. That Mike McDaniel talked a good game, sounded good, but you need to see it. And so like we can sit here and keep having this conversation, I'm telling you I feel good about the signs. I feel good about what I know, the conversations that I've had, my firsthand experience watching someone coach and coach different players, conversations, all of that. But at the end of the day, I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see it when these players take the field. I just think that... At this point, instead of trying to talk about how to run Kenny Pickett out of town, maybe it's better. How do you better support Kenny Pickett? What are the pieces that you need to get into place? What are the things that need to change around him if you really want to judge who he is and what he can give you?
1: Well, you got to get in touch with your people at CBS because their mock draft today has uh, has, uh, Michael Pinnock's going to the Steelers at 20. So you need to get in touch with them and say, hey, this is not happening. What what is with who this? That that's, that's Ryan Wilson. He's, fr- he's from Pittsburgh and went to CMU. He's Very a tartan. smart man. Very highly intelligent. Very bright You know, individual. we're
6: all, everybody has, it's like we all voted. You know, Coach Coward, JJ, me, we all voted on our picks of who should get the awards. And it's not like uh, the awards, the end of the year awards, it's not like we all agreed on everything. We didn't all agree on who the defensive rookie of the year is. We didn't all agree on who the comeback player of the year is. We didn't all agree on who the defensive player of the year was.
1: All right, Aditi, we got to run. I'm telling you
6: how I feel. I don't speak for all of CBS when I say that Kenny Pickett deserves another chance in a better framework. We'll see. Thank
1: you so much, Aditi. We'll talk again next week. Bye, guys. All right, it is time for the Donnie Football Debrief. Donnie's biggest football opinion, biggest football story, biggest interesting football thing he can find is brought to you right now by the farmer's dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered
3: right to your door. Donnie. The debrief, February 14, 2024. Uh, By the way, I'm I'm going to uh, pivot from this, but to get back on the the serious matter that's happening in Kansas City there's a there's a viral video going around now uh just people in the crowd just taking down the one of the shooters which is pretty neat yeah, I, mean, I think for, if
0: somebody if there, if was... If wait, there, so there, if there's a there's different one than we were... Because we, we mentioned one. There was one where the shooter was running through, like, a narrow, grassy area. Okay, that got might him. have been it. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, there were multiple people. They were just wailing on the guy once they took him down. Yeah, that that's good for those that, That's people. pretty
3: heroic stuff there. Like, real-life heroic stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Pony, I, I saw you uh, send this out earlier. Uh... A lot more lighthearted uh, than what we were just talking about. Yep. Uh, drunkest NFL fan bases. At least the Steelers are, are good at something. They're in second place behind the Titans. Uh, did you get this sent to your email by like
0: one of those random. I don't think so. Did you? No, I'm drunkest fan. I just feel like this is one of those. Hey. No, they measured it. They, are had, you, they had the BACs yeah, of each fan base is out there. Point zero
3: eight eight is what Steelers fans are at. So your average point zero s- nine three is where the Titans check. So in. your
0: average Steelers and Titans fans, just as an average, are legally drunk. Drunkest NFL fan bases based on BAC
1: readings. Titans one, Steelers two, the Colts a surprising third. How is are
3: Jets m- not drunker? Well, here's the funny thing: the Jets are at the bottom with the Jags. They just don't have anything registered.
0: Yeah. I would expect that uh, fans in states where marijuana is legal would be less drunk. Okay, so New York is one of those states. So Jets fans and are just getting And the Giants high. are near the bottom. Yeah.
1: The Giants are tied for the second lowest BAC. The Chiefs are actually the lowest because I guess they're so busy eating and they want to be sober to watch their team win. And they don't have anything. They don't have to watch their, their
0: sorrows away. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need to, like, drown your your sorrows in beer when your team just continually finds ways to uh, come out on top. Honestly, the, the
1: the Titans thing makes sense. You're in Nashville. That's a big party town. The team's not very good. You can walk to the stadium from Broadway. There's, like, a bridge that takes you over there, I think.
0: Where are the Pacific? So where are the California teams and where are the Seahawks, Donnie? And where are the Arizona Cardinals and the Broncos? And now give me the entire Pacific time zone. <laughs>
3: And the, give, me, give me Denver. The Col- So, Denver Broncos. So, these are all the
1: weed-smoking uh, places. I got
3: a map of legal weed, baby. So, the Broncos are even. They're pretty much in the middle with the 49ers and the Eagles. Okay. .07.
0: Man, how are Eagles fans not at the top of this list? We're out they drinking get arre- them. They get arrested too quickly to get <laughs> drunk. They're in uh, that jail that's inside the stadium? They demand stadium. blood
3: tests so that they get more sober before the test happens. So, the Rams... 0. 0.075. The Chargers all the way down at 0. 0.062. Then who else did you want? Arizona, 0. 0.064. Okay. Seattle. Seattle's
0: 0. 0.73. Pretty high, actually. They do have some good breweries out that way. Raiders in Vegas,
3: point zero seven eight. How are the Raiders... Give me Raiders, Green Bay. Give me the Packers. Green Bay, pretty high in the top 10. 0. And you said the Colts were third? Yeah. Wisconsin and in Indiana.
0: Completely that, illegal. Yeah, but like... You gotta get your jollies Donnie, in somehow. You were at the
1: Colt Steelers game. Did you think you were encountering a very drunk fan
3: base? No. I, I I didn't think like, oh man, these people are really getting after it here. Like there there was actually where we tailgated, which was just some guy's backyard. How much you charge you? Well, it was a guy that we had met the, the night before. Who, <laughs> I didn't know. That's Did you a know real, that? I didn't that's know some that
0: That's story. Guy, no, no. That's guys' trip behavior right here, there. You to guys the max. Will, you guys will love this. That's dudes
3: being dudes. A, a group of Steeler fans. Their Airbnb was like their backyard, a street, and a parking lot away from the stadium. Like, it was actually that close. Beautiful. We, we meet these guys uh, Friday night at one of the local watering holes. Huge fans of the fan. I, they, I, I don't think I had my hat on. I can't remember if I did. Or one of my buddies just drunkenly was like, oh, we got Donnie football with us. And one of the oh, guys man. got real fired up. They invited us to tailgate just in their backyard that next day. But what I was going to say is... You were is, the
0: skeleton key for your group, though. <laughs> you
3: were the magic words. There there was an entire... There was a gigantic parking lot like to the right of us where we were set up. It was like a third full. I mean, I'm thinking if we got the drunkest fan base in the NFL, one of the drunkest fan bases in the NFL, that baby's packed to the gills. Like, several hours before the game. It was a 4.30 Saturday game. Like, you can't ask for much better. I mean, we like
1: to throw down, so the Steelers being high up on this list of drunkest fan bases does not surprise me, but I thought for sure, thinking of, let me look, I thought the Eagles would be much, much, much higher than they are. How about the Patriots? Where are they? Uh, they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They're top 10. I would have I pegged them. that. Yeah, you've yeah, got a lot a handful, of Tommy and Quincy types. There's a
3: handful sitting at
0: .078.
3: The I Saints
1: think, in the top five, of course. You've got New Orleans and better be number everything one. else. Miami 6, another party time. I have a
0: Saints fan take, a 10-second Saints fan take. Honest opinion, I, I was down there once on a Saints home Sunday. The most devoted fans I think I've ever seen. Like, they are... Like, a percentage of Saints fans wearing Saints gear that day, I've never seen it higher, including in Pittsburgh my whole life. It was wild. I'm
3: surprised. So here are two that I thought would be higher. The Bills and Lions are, like, in the, the bottom. Yeah, the 0. Bills. 0. Great call, Donnie. I mean, we've we got people who want to act like... Setting the, themselves on fire. Yeah, I mean, they they, they think they're, they're working... they butt-chugging. They think they're working with ECW. <laughs> <laughs> like, they all want to act like the Hardys and the Dudley Boys and, and, and New Jack, and they're, they're .065. They,
1: they're keeping tabs on the station and listening to our show, you know, that we've really been into this Justin Fields rumor, and the possibilities of... Uh, getting Justin Fields, plugging him into the Steelers lineup, how he would fit here, what you'd have to give up to get him, all the things that come with the Steelers rolling the dice and making a pretty big move to bolster their quarterback room. And the vast majority of that conversation has been sparked by what the bigwigs have said, like the Adam Schefters of the world, what they said about Mike Tomlin and his love for Justin Fields That's what got the ball rolling on that. And you do get this sometimes. This is an observational thing, Chris. I do think we have situations where the national media says one thing and the local media says something completely different, where they're almost at war with each other on a Steelers topic or Steelers issue. And I think it's mixed results. I mean, there are definitely times where local Steelers media have said, no way, that's not going to happen. Only for the Steelers to sign a player or bring in a player who, like, just not, I hate to call the guy up by name, but Jerry Dulac made it sound like there was a snowball's chance in hell that the Steelers would draft Kenny Pickett. And people in the national media, like Peter King, for example, were way more vocal that that would happen. And so that happens from time to time. And then you have the Tomlin stuff. Local media, I think, was way more convinced that Tomlin was not going to resign or take a break and would be back as the Steelers coach so if they're playing a seven game series it's like two two through the first four games and there's a big game five coming up between this
0: uh now debate would,
1: that goes on between the local and national media on the Steelers now
0: with Kabali saying don't be surprised if Mitch Trubisky's your backup quarterback in week one that and was the a, national media saying uh he's as good as gone is that a three-run homer for the national media yeah that
1: was a big win for them
0: an Earl, they got one an, back Earl, there. an Earl Weaver special so, to start the game. I got to
1: be fair here because I want to make sure our our fans are educated as as well as entertained. You've got Schefter and Albert Breer, and we even had um, we had Mike Florio bring up Kirk Cousins' name earlier in the show. The local media in the last 24 hours, the local Steelers insiders, it's like they had a secret meeting and they got their talking points, and they got their message, and they're all on the same page. They're literally all saying the same thing right now, that the Fields thing is not going to happen. And what seems to now be their take is that Mason Rudolph is going to be back. That's what Mark said in that clip. He thinks that makes the most sense. Bob Labriola on the Steelers' website said, The second quarterback is likely to be Mason Rudolph. That comes from inside the Steelers' own offices. He works for them. And then Dulac in his chat today said, yep, still most likely Rudolph. And then I think at one point he was asked for, like he was asked about a projected Steelers quarterback depth chart, and he said Kenny 1, Mason uh, Mason 2, and then somebody picked in the 6th or 7th round 3. So they've all conspired, these Steelers insiders, to shoot down the dreams that we have of the Steelers doing something bold. So they're probably together cackling at the uh, ESPN mock draft today that had Bo Nix going to the Steelers with the 20th pick.
0: Mason Rudolph is the wild card here in the sense that they can all say they think he'll be the second quarterback. If Mason Rudolph doesn't want to be here, he won't be here unless the Steelers pay him an amount of money that would be a farce to turn down his agents like Mason I know you don't want to be there but they're offering you just fill in the blank with an amount of money he would never in a million years turn down probably 10 million a year I would say two years 20 million Mason Rudolph's agent says take it but they can say all they want that it'll be pickett Rudolph insert drafted quarter late round drafted quarterback in the three spot Mason Rudolph has to want to come back we hear reports that he doesn't That he's not. That he's looking for. So that's what NFL
1: again. The national versus the local. Literally at the Super Bowl, you've got the three big insiders from the NFL Network on the field, and they all say the sense they're getting is that Rudolph
0: wants to test the waters and really wants a fresh start somewhere else. Now, to try to educate and entertain quickly a little bit more, I will say a lot of the national insiders, their sources are agents and so they might be doing an agent a solid by saying that, trying to drum up a market. That is how the sausage gets made. Locally, I do think you tend to get more team officials type I of sources. I think all of these
1: insiders have a good relationship with Rudolph.
0: Corre- I think I would Rudolph agree. is
1: very media-friendly. I mean, I think him and Dulac have played golf together as a matter of we fact. We play
0: golf together.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, there, there there's a couple of uh, ways to, of going about this. The first one is... Like, Do I believe that that the Steelers, of all the moves that are out there for quarterback, like the now that Trubisky's gone, somebody's got to fill those shoes. Who is it? Who's the guy they're going to bring in as the number two with a chance to be the number one? Is it Mason Rudolph? I still am betting against that because the awkwardness it would create, the division it would create on your own team, and if they really wanted to do it, I think we'd be hearing more about how the Steelers were going to negotiate with Rudolph before he went to free agency.
0: It's their exclusive time. He's still on their roster right. to be their guy. They could be greasing the skids right now for it. If
1: he's a top priority for you and that is your preference,
0: treat him like it. You
1: have a window to talk to him where no one else does. Yep. So make him a real offer. And I've been told or I've heard nothing that makes me think that that's actually going to happen. So I am actually skeptical of what the local guys are saying about this. That's number one.
0: I also, I need to interject here. I do think they locally, you're hearing it poo-pooed way too much that it would be a potential big problem in that locker room. Everyone's saying, well, that's what competition's for. If Kenny can't handle it, too bad. Guys on that team right now already want Mason to be the man. Deontay Johnson literally said it. It's one of your two best receivers. He said it straight away. I want him to win the job. So I think this idea that you can just slough off what might happen to that offense in the locker room if Mason's clearly outplaying him, but Kenny's still named the starter like in camp, even I think that would be foolish.
1: And I and with all due respect to Kenny, who I really like as a person and thought he was going to be a great quarterback, and I've heard positive things about how the way, the way Rudolphs treated people and everything else. I don't think either guy is good enough. Where you've got them butting heads and locking horns and made the best man win, like, create something. Like, the competition yields something that is going to be special enough to do that, to go through that. Mm -hmm. To go through that, like, battle and people getting pissed off at each other and locker rooms getting divided, brothers getting in fights with each other. I don't think it's worth it for a battle between those two guys, which gets me, actually, to my next point. If the local guys are right about this, And the fields thing ain't happening and Cousins is never coming here and they're definitely not using a high draft pick on a quarterback. And it really is Pickett Rudolph in a late, late, late pick as their three quarterbacks going into camp. I'll start with Donnie on this. What would your reaction be to that? If that's how it plays out, if we get in here March thirteenth, and Donnie goes, Guys, you're talking about speculative moves, breaking news. Mike Garofalo has just reported that the Steelers have signed Mason Rudolph to a two-year, $12 million deal. And that's their move. What will your reaction be to that? Kenny Rudolph in
3: late, late, late round pick. That I'm about to, for the probably the first time in my life, uh, predict the Steelers to go below five hundred. That's how I would feel. Not that I wouldn't do it anyway, depending on who they end up with, but... I mean, you can't get much more lukewarm than that. Is that how you would feel? I would. I would probably
0: bet their. I wouldn't go so far as to bet their under win total because you know they'd end up, you know, come hell or high water, going nine and eight at the worst because they're incapable uh, of doing anything worse than that. Apparently under Mike Tomlin, but I would. I would be more coming in here saying, "This is them." Nothing's changed. Yeah, they hired a new coordinator. But you'd be saying that with
1: like in, with, with with a very
0: strong anti-Steelers
1: way of doing business. Yeah, I would say about they, you. they
0: clearly haven't learned their lesson from the last several years. Where's the urgency They clearly they talked about? They clearly think they know better than everybody else and their handle on this situation is better. They are clearly letting where they picked Kenny Pickett affect how they are handling the situation. And they are clearly bringing back Mason Rudolph with more money and a lip service sort of agreement that it'll be a competition, but we all know that it won't be. And I'll be saying the only interesting thing is who do they draft in the sixth or seventh round? Is it Chris Oladokun 2.0, or do they somehow stumble ass over tea kettle into somebody useful? But I'll be pissed, man, because they just... My biggest complaint about the team for the last... I don't even know how many years it is. It's several now. They just don't seem to think that the way they do their business is is flawed in any way. And you would and normally somebody could say, well, Chris, you're probably wrong and they're probably right. They haven't won a playoff game since you were in college,
3: Donnie. Yeah. I think junior year. You were gonna say something, Donnie, and react to him. What I was mean that? what 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 you guys have said and what you guys just got done saying I think is all the the reason you need. Like if you bring Mason Rudolph back, it's not like every player in the locker room is going to forget what just happened at the end of the season. And then like you guys said, it just splits the locker room right down the middle. Like why would you even want that? If you're going to go forward with Kenny Pickett, which is what a lot of people are expecting them to do, just do that And, and let Mason Rudolph go and get a job elsewhere like, thank him for his service here. Say, sorry, we jerked you around for, like, five years. Like, g- go elsewhere. Best of luck on your future endeavors. Why would you bring him back? Because then you're going to have people like George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, saying, well, why is this dude the backup? Why was there no real competition in camp? So I, why in the world was the guy that got us the ball and looked like a legitimate quarter? well, I wouldn't say a star, but a legitimate quarterback in the league, the last month of the season, why is he the guy sitting on the bench again?
1: So Chris just said something that I think is exactly why it would be such a downer for me. He said it would feel like they haven't learned their lesson. It would feel to me like the quarterback equivalent of bringing Matt Canada back when they did last year, and here's why. That would tell me that they were so enamored with the way the season ended and what Mason Rudolph did in those last few games, which was impressive, but it would be saying... You earned it. Let's reward you. Let's give you another chance. And let's bring both of you guys back and see what happens. And it would just again be a reactionary move. I think an impulsive move to the high note of your season at the end. And we just learned. We lived it. The way they finished the 2022 season was fool's gold. It was not a real... uh, uh, it was a mirage? Of, yes, of what Matt Canada could do in the offense, and I just would not want to, you know, in what might be Cam Hayward's last year, and what's Arthur Smith's first year as offensive coordinator. His baptism by fire with the Steelers is instead of getting one guy to learn the offense in training camp, he's trying to hold a competition between two guys. I I just that 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 would not that would not work for me. I would not that would be you know how hard I would have to sit down with myself and like I would have to give myself a pep talk like you know what Andrew all right maybe you get back behind Kenny like what are the positives here what would you do what sit do you and see look in a K-
0: mirror and do this Yeah, I, I just liberate that, yourself man I'd just come in here and well, say I this wouldn't, sucks I I, I wouldn't want to do that for for 6 months You actually said a word there that isn't the right word that you technically meant, but it is the right word for the situation. You'd say it was a reactionary move instead of a reactive one because reactionary is very conservative. But you know what? That's what it actually is. It would be a very conservative move by them. We're not going to rock the boat. If they had come off of a Super Bowl appearance in 2022 and just had a down year last year or something. All right. Our Steelers insider from
1: 937thefan.com, Jeff Hathorne, is in studio with us, and he follows us tonight, actually. He's going to be hosting from 6 to 10.35. That's when Mulsey teams up with Pomp on the nightly sports call. Uh, Jeff, are you joining? Were you part of the cabal this morning that met the Steelers insiders, Cabali, Labriola, Dulac, that as a way of fighting back against the fields rumors all at the same time announced that Mason Rudolph was likely to be back with the Steelers? Are you yeah. hearing the same things, the same whisperings? Did you get that? coded message to meet
7: them No, I did not. And I I'm not feeling left I'm not out necessarily now? in agreement with that. No.
1: I'm not in agreement with that. You might that. get frozen out the next time there's a Steelers I know. media dinner. I know. You might not doesn't get the it w-
7: Doesn't mean it won't happen. I I just when they when they sit back and think about it about guys that have already made it public that they're Mason people and that first day at training camp if Kenny has a bad day and the fans are screaming down to put Mason in the game, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, so what are
1: you putting more stock in then? What these local people are saying, which you're probably fishing from the same pond of absolutely. sources versus what the NFL network people said on Sunday, which is they think Mason Rudolph wants to see what's out there and is yearning a fresh start. I
7: mean, I, I will tell you just in seeing Mason the last week of the season, like he wants to see what's out there. He's not just, I'm blindly going to come back to the Steelers. Now, like last year, he may put a lure in the water and find no, no bites. I would find that surprising to believe, but who would have thought that no one would have bit at all last year given some of the backup quarterbacks that were signed that these teams counted on?
0: Do you think the Steelers want him back? given what, Especially what you just said, and I have felt the same way about it, the potential for conflict within that offense in a schism there because some of them already are committed to him and think he did a great job. Do you think the team wants him back?
7: I, I don't think that's the first choice. Neither,
0: I mean, neither do I. So I'm, I'm with you. And so you would rank Tannehill the, uh, ahead of the Rudolph cabal. for sure.
7: From the if you're, if you're making Kenny the guy, which Mike Tomlin has already said he's going to,
0: but he also said competition, not going to yeah. anoint anybody.
7: Yeah, but he said that our starting quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett. So it, that being the case, it would make more sense to bring in a Tannehill to come in and help him be the Trubisky, but with Arthur Smith experience, who's really. Is probably comfortable in that okay I'm going to be the number two. isn't the
1: offseason from two years ago though a good guide as to what might happen for all the Steelers insiders that think they're just going to do the same old stuff they told Rudolph when when Ben retired <laughs> that he was going to get the first shot at it then they signed Trubisky and told him he would be the starter and then a month later they drafted Kenny with the tw- with the 20th pick
7: so if you're Mason Rudolph and you have other options why the hell would you sign back here why would you believe that you're actually going to be in a competition to be the starter? Because
1: Tomlin gave you a shot, and then he kept Kenny on the bench when you played well? If I were Mason
0: Rudolph and a team offered me, say the Steelers hypothetically, offered me two years, $9 million, million a year, and the best offer I had elsewhere financially was two years, $8 million, I would sacrifice that million bucks to go pursue offer number two from somebody else. It would be worth forfeiting after taxes several hundred thousand dollars to go pursue it elsewhere it really would
7: now the advantage obviously in signing with the Steelers as opposed to let's say he were to be offered by Buffalo to be the backup quarterback well you're not going to get Trubisky will probably end up back there. right you're not going to get a chance there but let's just say that's whereas if you want to get on the field and think you'd have a chance to get on the field obviously Pittsburgh so Jim
1: got into Dulac's chat today some random guy named Jim and said oh. if you had to guess right now what quarter what three quarterbacks will the Steelers have going in the regular season, he said pick it, Rudolph, and possibly the guy they draft in the sixth or seventh round.
7: I agree with the late round draft pick being the third. I think that makes sense that you look at somebody that may, that slips in the draft, there's no pressure on them, they just they work, then you see what they have. So what
1: do you think is more ridiculous? The idea that Rudolph comes back or when you see mock drafts have Bo having Nicks. the Steelers take Bo Nix or uh, Penix with the twentieth pick,
7: I, I think that's more ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. You can watch what Penix, at, at least what Penix has done, is different. He's a lefty. He's got his wheels. He took Washington to be this unbelievable story. But Bo Nix, I. Bo Nix lost
0: to him twice, and he's considered a better prospect because he actually has better wheels because Pennix's he, legs, he got the ACLs bowl, and shoulders. But I, I do think I agree with you, Jeff. I think that's more far-fetched. I, I also still go back to not believing at all that they actually want competition for Kenny. I think they want a paved road for him. I really do. For them, Almost for themselves, too. We need to smooth this out for this guy as much as humanly possible to get the best possible picture of whether he's even remotely good or not. And if they give him anything that presents as a roadblock, whether that's Mason Rudolph, a drafted guy who's drafted early enough, like in the mid-rounds, where if he showed out big time, he might actually take the job. Remember Russell Wilson took it from Matt Flynn way back when in Seattle. They had signed him to that contract. Yep. Wilson just took the job as a third-rounder. I just believe that the franchise from the top down wants to see if Kenny Pickett can do it because their jury so is So you think still they're going to sign Tannehill? That would be where my money is at, that Ryan Tannehill's a piss. Chris, we Steeler.
1: just brought up what how we would feel if Rudolph came back. Tannehill would piss
0: me off even more. Would you like me to tell you how I'll feel if it's Tannehill? Allow me. <laughs> wet fart noise. I've got experience with those. I you told us so. Hmm. They would be a wet fart of an offseason at quarterback for them. I would be I would be even angrier because, you know, I don't think that they are going to find some grand version of Kenny Pickett that has not been unearthed yet. And so I would just feel like you aren't even allowing for the possibility that you have somebody interesting behind him because Tannehill might be shot physically. Jeff, were you surprised that
1: Lewis Riddick said he would take Fields over Kenny on national TV today?
7: I am. I am surprised. Um, I mean, do that...
1: you think E.J. Borghetti made a call to Lewis right after <laughs> I... that?
7: No, no, I don't. You
1: think don't. he's still going to get invited back for uh, big events and whatnot?
7: <laughs> Maybe that helmet gets taken back, and he's got to go with some other version of the pit helmet. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised, but I mean, I I look at it this way: I know Fields makes more errors, has a potential to throw more picks, but he also has the potential to do things that Kenny are can't do.
0: Well, I, do, I said it like this: Lewis is a guy who does want to be a GM, and he's been on GM interviews, and I said the reason that any GM in the league, I think, would tell you, other than maybe the one that drafted Kenny, they'd rather have fields, is this. It's much easier to build a team. You have to build you know, 53-man roster. You can have a couple swings and misses if you think your quarterback's good enough to overcome them. See Patrick Mahomes. If you're John Lynch in San Fran, you had to build a perfect roster to try to beat him. If you're Brett Veach, you could afford a couple of whiffs, basically. And I think people will look at Justin Fields, smaller scale, and say, I can have a couple whiffs, one or two, if I have Kenny Pickett as my quarterback and I'm the GM, I feel like I have to get every other position nailed. Hit home runs in the draft at every right. spot. Free agency's got to be perfect because I know that guy needs a perfect environment to even have a chance at success.
7: Now, you could argue that the two quarterbacks that played in the NFC Championship are more like Kenny than obviously the two in the AFC Championship. That I can't say that, that maybe about you Goff.
0: Could... I can't say Goff was a number 1 overall pick. That I'm sorry. I I will not stand as in a... In ditch- style,
7: you don't think they're similar? In style,
0: but, he, but it's like saying, like, stylistically, I try to sing Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash sings Johnny Cash. Well, you could do it better right now. Well, yeah, yes, he, dead, sings, he sings a little flat, Jeff, I admit. But Jared Goff was the number one overall pick I mean, in a year where there was a viable number two guy. The guy can spin it. The Jeff, only question is, can you protect Jeff, him? you are actually, among people in Pittsburgh, the, the perfect person to ask that question
1: to because... You're an Ohio State alum, and you did a lot of Kenny's games. So you, you know, you have an understanding of Fields and Pickett better than I would say 99% of people. Who would you pick between the two?
7: Because I saw him in that Clemson game destroy a really good Clemson defense. That's where Fields, to me, and Fields has had multiple games of four touchdowns. Yes, he's also had multiple interception games. But I think he gives you, even though the risk is higher, the reward is higher with Justin.
1: Fields. Jeff Hathorn, you will hear him again at six o'clock. Jeff, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Fine.
7: they're
5: numbers. Boys, we need another big two points tonight and tomorrow.